immediately after he did that, this beam of light came out of the bottom of this thing and it came right for our canoe. They had larger eyes than ours, smaller nose, and smaller mouth. No protruding part of the ear and no hair. Don't look back, don't look, don't look. And it was tall, about seven, eight foot tall, and it was black, real hairy, like a gorilla. And uh, the one that came out of the woods joined the circle and they were all like dancing around. And there were these beams, they were human shape, but they weren't human. There always is the mystery. Uh -uh. The thing we don't know, as Vandeleu put it, the mystery of life is not a problem to be solved, but a reality to be experienced. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. We have a great show lined up for you today, and believe it or not, it's another Dogman experience, but it does come with a little bit of a twist, so if that interests you, definitely stick around. I am your host, Sean Phillips, and you're listening to Firelight Vibes. Hello, everyone, and once again, welcome back to the show. So happy to have you here. Today on the show, we have Trent, and Trent is actually my brother's friend, so we were able to record the podcast in person, which was really cool. However, I will say that the quality of the audio is not where I would have liked it to have been, having recorded it face-to-face. It does kind of sound like he called in, so it's still completely usable audio. It just sounds more like a call-in episode. I would have liked it to have been cleaner, a little crisper, but it didn't work out that way. I promise next time I'll do much better. So I apologize, Trent, for the audio quality on this episode. Now, Trent has a very unique Dogman story that you're not going to want to miss. It has some elements of missing time included in it, which is a little bit unusual. And also, I would like to say that Trent is a self-described skeptic. So it's really interesting hearing his take on all of this because he doesn't want to believe that it happened to him except that it did. And it's just fascinating to hear about his encounter from the perspective of a skeptic. Now, we all had a blast recording the episode. We were hanging out in my dad's upstairs office, actually. So you might every once in a while hear some kids playing downstairs, but it was just a really laid back episode. It was a lot of fun. My brother was upstairs with us. Unfortunately, we did not have a third mic, so we didn't have him mic'd up at the time, but it was just a lot of fun. It was laid back. And I really do hope that you enjoy the conversation. Now, one more thing before I go, if you've had an experience and you want to send it into the show or you want to be on the show, feel free to send it to me via email at firelightvibes at gmail.com. And also we're going to start releasing some content on YouTube. So make sure to check us out at Firelight Vibes on YouTube. And with that, let's get comfortable. Let's grab a snack and let's get in the glow. All right. Well, uh, Trent, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we're actually talking face to face now. So this yes. is pretty cool. This is my first time doing this with a, a face to face setup and, uh, I didn't do very well. So <laughs> for, the, for those of you at home, we spent the last probably hour trying to get this set up to where it doesn't echo when we're talking to each other. And I know there's a lot of audio engineers that are probably yelling at me right now, but I mean, we eventually, we just turned down the uh, headphones. So we're just kind of hoping that this sounds good. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Uh, my brother actually gave me kind of a rundown of your story, but it was just kind of a bullet point. So yeah, if you want to just get started, let's just jump right in. Okay. Well, 
So it was summer 1997. Uh, me and my wife and my mom, we went on a trip to California. My wife was from L.A., so we were going to go stay with some of her family. And um, the city we stayed in is West Covina. I don't know how familiar you are with L.A., but it's, it's kind of a suburb of L.A. You don't know you've left L.A. when you go to West Covina. Okay, so it's, it's like in the city. It's, it's not like city. rural. Or, okay, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and it's a big two-story house, you know, regular house. And we had our own room, me and my wife. And my mom was on the other end of the house, had her own room. And it was summer. In L.A., no one has air conditioning. You just open the windows because it's so nice. Yeah. So we had the windows open. And we heard something outside the window. Outside the window is just a long cinder block wall. Basically separates everyone's house, you know, like a privacy fence, but it's a cinder block. And we hear something. We get up, me and my wife both, and we're standing at the window. We look out, and there's this thing that, in my mind, just looks like a werewolf. It's big, it's hairy, it's got big pointy ears, and it's just walking down the wall right in front of our window. And me and my wife are looking at each other like, what in the heck is this thing? And but we don't really say much more than that. And then wake up the next day and it never happened. Like we never talked about it. I completely forgot about it. I don't remember going to bed. I don't remember discussing it. We just apparently turned around and went to sleep. Had the rest of our trip. It was probably a week later. We're driving back to Oklahoma. And like, have you ever gotten up and, and you had a dream and later in the day, you just have this flash of it and you remember yeah. it all of a sudden? Yeah. That's exactly what it felt like. And I'm driving and still I got my mom and my wife in the car. And I'm like, oh, hey. Do you remember seeing that thing? And my wife's like, oh, yeah. And my mom in the back is like, well, I saw it too. So my mom says she heard the dogs going crazy outside. She got up, looked out the window, and saw that thing looking at the dogs <laughs> standing oh on gosh. top of the wall. And then apparently that's when it left and come around our side of the window. And we're all up looking out the window at this thing, and none of us remembered it the next day or the day after it just went back to sleep like it was nothing that's so odd because the thing with dogman is a lot of times they do have what they call the oz factor where you do stuff that you wouldn't typically do like why would you just go right back to bed so was this in the middle of the night by the way oh yeah middle of the night like 3 a.m or something and you just wake up and probably yeah i mean did you just wake up and what made you want to approach the window and look out the window? Well, we heard something. I guess it must have been the dogs. I guess, yeah, the dogs were kind of going crazy. Something got us both up. Uh, we're both standing there and we're both like, I, I just remember that moment of being like, what the heck is that? And how far away was this outside your window? So the wall's probably, oh, it's probably 10 feet from the window. Oh my goodness, that's close. But like most houses in LA have bars on the windows. So maybe that's why we felt safer. I don't right. know. We're standing there with the windows open and it was backlit. I remember there was a street light behind it. 
so you could see just the, the silhouette and the hair kind of glisten and that light. I remember that just as clear as can be. But like I said, we, we never talked about it. We just, like, I don't even remember going back to bed. See, that's because then you can get into like missing time and <laughs> what all happened here. Okay, first of all, let's nail this down. What, when you said it looked like a werewolf, does it look like, I mean, a typical dog man, they describe it as kind of like a German shepherd, big pointy ears, upright. Do you remember, like, what were some specific details about it that you remember? Well, I haven't, like I said, this was 97, so this is 27 right. years ago. And it seems like within the last year probably is when I've actually started talking about it. I've never really talked about it much, even yeah. Yeah. my wife and mom, but now I can't stop bringing it up. <laughs> but we all have different recollections of what it looked like. Okay. Just slight. I guess you would say slight. We saw the same thing, this big hairy monster, but like I don't, my mom says she don't remember it having big ears. Okay. Like, my wife says she remembers it looking at us, you know, and I don't remember that. <laughs> that seems like that would have freaked me out. <laughs> so she specifically remembers it taking notice of you two looking at it. Yeah. And does she have any memory after that? Or is, is that where her memory ends? That's it. That, that's crazy. You got abducted, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> that, I don't you know. Hear, you hear about, uh, have you heard about screen memories and stuff like that? Where I don't think so. It, I mean, I don't think it really applies here, but a screen memory is when people see like, they think they saw a giant owl standing outside their bedroom mm -hmm. window or something like that. When it turns out, it may have been a gray. Mm -hmm. And so they call that like a screen memory where they, you remember seeing an owl rather than seeing them coming for you, basically. Yeah. But I don't know why they would do a screen memory of a werewolf standing a werewolf, outside. Right? <laughs> that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But it, it is odd because it has a lot of the same the situation is similar to an, an abduction in that it's kind of dreamlike. There's the Oz factor going on. Uh, you're not responding how you would typically respond. You're, you're all just kind of mesmerized by this thing out the window. And then the missing time, you don't know how you got back in bed. And it was just kind of, it, it seems like something was kind of playing with your, uh, your, the mental state of all three of you, basically. It, it seems like I was hypnotized or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I can a good way to describe it. Any situation where I get up and look out a window and see something like that, and that's not the rest of my life, me <laughs> yeah. freaking out. Yeah, yeah. How do you just turn around and go back to sleep? Exactly. Like, oh, that was weird. Let's go back to bed. Let's go back to bed. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but in, in how tall do you have it? Did you, do you have a sense of how tall this thing was? Well, so the, the wall was probably, I don't know. It was probably close to five, six feet. Okay. So it was on top of that. Okay. So it looked massive. We're looking up at it as it comes down that wall. And I, I just, it, it, I remember it was really bulky. It looked muscular. You like it? It was. It could have shredded you if it wanted to. Right. It was terrifying, but I don't remember having any emotion about it at all. That, like, what that, is that? That's so odd. And then that's it. We went to bed, <laughs> and everyone forgot about it. Well, 
for those that, that don't know, I'm an artist, so I'm going to keep picking at this as much as I can as far as the appearance goes. I had um, a judge on my last episode that actually saw a dog man as well, which is kind of weird because when I first started this podcast, I thought the dog man episodes were going to be the hardest ones to get. But, you know, my first two interviews are dog man, so that's pretty cool. But he described the chest as being more like a, I think he just said, he said it looked like, you know, a dachshund. They have those big, it's like a dog chest, but it's very, it kind of protrudes out and it's bulky. He said it was kind of like that. Obviously a dachshund's tiny, yeah. but put that on the body of an upright walking canine. He said it was more like that. But in your case, you said it was very muscular. Was it anatomically, did it look more human or did it look more canine? Like were there pecs? Do you remember? And I know that you said like the way you're describing this, it does seem like you were kind of in a trance. It was mostly silhouette too. It was. So okay. Not a lot of detail. Okay. But I just remember it was really big. It walked hunched over, you know, and man, I, I've Googled like werewolf pictures and there's a couple that I find and I'm like, that's it. That's what it looks oh, like. Oh, wow. You're going to have to show me this. <laughs> <laughs> when we hop off of this, you're going to have to show me that. Yeah. So, so the arms, you said it was doubled over, kind of like walking hunched. Did you get a sense for, were the arms more human-like or were they kind of like a canine standing up? And and how about the legs? Did they, the knees fold back? They had long legs, but they were bent kind of like, like dogs. Yeah. Kind of like, might be, I guess. Okay. I don't remember it's feet. And, I, and I'm trying, and I'm trying not but, to lead you too much too. So. Yeah. Man, it, it's hard to say. Like I said, I, I didn't talk about it even for years, for years and years. And the only reason I brought it, I, I brought it up is because your brother, I knew he was into this kind of thing. Yeah. I, like I got a story to tell you. And so this is kind of an exclusive for you. Yeah, I've awesome. never told this story. Yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> this is cool. And we're doing it face to face. So this this actually worked out really great. So you said your mother, she was on the other side of the house. Mm-hmm. Did she have the same experience of seeing the, the what we're calling a werewolf and just kind of being nonchalant about there's it? Yeah. It's a monster. And then I mean, the dogs don't like that thing. I better go back to bed. It's she just, didn't come try to warn us about a monster outside. She just went back to sleep too. And like I said, that car ride home was a week or more later. And when, when it hit my mind, that memory, and I brought it up, everybody's eyes were just like, yes, I remember that. <laughs> we couldn't understand how we forgot it, but we forgot it. And then I didn't talk about it for years. And then this past Christmas um, here, we were with my wife's family and her aunt. It was her house that we were in. She was there. She doesn't live there anymore. Hasn't lived there for a long time. But we've never even told her about it. So it was like this past Christmas, I told her about it for the first time. And what do you think her reaction would be to something like that in her house? Uh, Freaking out. It was like, huh, yeah. No shock whatsoever. <laughs> like, oh yeah, there's crazy stuff in this house. <laughs> so has she has she experienced some things or she didn't think she'd ever seen that, but she said that there's things in that house she don't understand. And it sounds so crazy because I don't believe in any of this stuff. You right. know? But you saw it. <laughs> saw something that I can't explain. <laughs> and, and more to that, you, you and your wife and 
your mother saw it. So it's like, it's something that you probably could have had it just happen to you. If they hadn't seen it too. Yeah. I would have probably not even remember it now because it's like a dream. It would just right. have been a dream I had. I mean, it feels like a dream. It's not like a real memory. Yeah. Like I have memories of flying with your brother and they're vivid. And they're clear. Right. Yeah. This is new memories. Not one of those. It's very foggy. Which doesn't make sense. Cause if you see a werewolf, again, yeah. you think that would be your, you'll never forget that, you know? And it's, uh, it is weird that it was kind of pushed back to the back of your mind, all three of you. Yeah. And, um, you just happened to something sparked your memory the next day and you're like, Hey, no, a week over a week. Oh, a week. Okay. Later. Wow. So it's been a week and then it just comes back to you. Yeah. The fact that you were up in the middle of the night <laughs> looking out the window with your wife, watching a werewolf walk across the fence outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, I can't explain it. That's insane. And the, the, the crazy part is that your wife said that it looked at her, looked at you and you, it, you like both of you. And you don't remember that part. No. So at that part, at, at that point, I think she says that she saw it. Yeah, like it looked at her. But Did she get a sense of a like a connection, like a mind connection with it? Like, was it? I don't think so. She never okay. said anything like that. Did it? Did it seem malicious in any way, like evil or to her, or was it? No, just something that happened. I mean, she's she has the same weird memory that I do. That we just were unconcerned. That is so weird. We need to get you regressed. We need to do some regression therapy. I want to know what else happened I here. I remember some things I don't want to yeah, remember. A couple of grays in the bedroom with you. That was their pet. They were letting it out for a little while. Had to go to the bathroom. Getting probed or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> that is an insane story. I can't believe that you were kind of, uh, you, you were a little bit standoffish about coming on the show because you didn't know if it would be worthy of a podcast or whatever. Well, it's, it's like, this a short is awesome. Story. Well, it... But there's so many facets to it too that even now we still haven't even explored. Like the fact that, okay, first of all, the fact that everybody is so nonchalant, even your aunt, which didn't, she didn't experience it. You, and you said she doesn't live there now, right? Right. Okay. Cause I was going to say, we should all go out there and <laughs> camp out in her backyard or whatever. By the way, I'm going to be doing this on this podcast. Everybody that comes on the show, if they experience something in the woods, I'm going to want to go camping <laughs> there. Unless, unless it's a dog, man, I do want to be in a house with bars outside yeah. the window, like you described, because that's the one thing that really, I can't imagine that being good after seeing a dog, man, except for kind of your case, it was. And in the middle of the city. Yeah. In the middle of the I city. Mean, this is LA. That, and you know, that's not the first encounter that I've heard like that. There's been a lot of encounters where, um, I mean, I, I've listened to so many now, I don't know where I hear them from, but where somebody will describe driving down the street at night in the middle of a city mm -hmm. and one of these things coming out of the bushes and walking, crossing the street, going into an alley or something mm -hmm. on two legs. I mean, bipedal. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't know. That's, that's a different, difficult thing to process too, because it's like, how do you tell people this? Not only is it a werewolf, it's a werewolf in a city. There's, there's something more believable about uh, seeing something like that in the woods and thinking, Maybe it's just undiscovered, which, which goes back to the point with Dogman that it seems to be something more than physical. Like uh, some, there, there's like a spiritual side or maybe a demonic side or something to it that seems like it's just outside of our reality. Well, yeah, I get, I get that from some people. Yeah. I, yeah. They, yeah. They what do you think really about scary. that? I don't know. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I don't know. I'm super skeptical. 
about a lot of things. Right. And I can't explain this. It bugs me. People say, well, maybe it was a guy. Well, maybe. I mean, that's a good one. Most likely. But that doesn't explain how we all just forgot about it and never talked about it. Yeah, that doesn't describe. I mean, that's the part that makes this thing so crazy. Yeah, because I mean, if you woke up and you saw a guy standing outside your window, yeah. you'd all be awake. You'd be alert. You'd be like, "Why is this guy looking in our window? Yeah. Walking on the wall right now?" Like be immediately. The cops or something. Yeah, yeah. It, it's clear that there was something going on there that was affecting all of you, your yeah. your mental state, to where it was kind of more dreamlike. And the funniest thing is that y'all just went back to bed as far as we know. As far as we know. Yeah. That's, that's, we need to get a professional regressionist up here and <laughs> see what's going on. To do that though, I, I would have to do the same thing. And I don't, I don't think I want to go there with my story. <laughs> so uh, yeah, your brother, he, when I told him the story, he said, uh, dang it, man, I wish I could see something like that. Like, yeah. oh, how do you know you have it? I would guess that uh, more people than you think experience have these kind of experiences. So if you yeah. had a small town, and you spoke to everybody in that town, say there's like maybe 10,000 people in the town, you would probably have a considerable amount of people that have had some kind of supernatural or unexplainable experience. You know, it's, it's not as rare as we seem to think. And with your experience, it's, it goes back to the Oz effect where you are kind of reacting differently than you would normally react. And that's actually that comes up in all kinds of encounters that comes up in the men in black that comes up with the, obviously the alien encounters and it comes up in the dogman encounters a lot. That's why it seems to be something different than just a Sasquatch because I mean, th there's stories of dogman just appearing in your bedroom. So, I mean, this thing could have appeared in the room with you maybe like, I just hate it. It, it, it is my least favorite weird thing. Dogman <laughs> seems so silly. Well, it, well, I couldn't have seen a, an alien or something, or maybe it was an alien. I don't know, man. But I don't. It's it's hard for me to believe, and that's why I don't talk about it much because I don't expect anyone to believe it. Well, I believe you completely, and I think a lot of the listeners will believe you as well. So I don't think. I, I think there, if you go through life and you don't experience anything like this, it is easy to be kind of standoffish about it because like you said, it can seem a little silly, but especially, you know, with the name dog man and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, by the way, I need to apologize to a stranger out there real fast because my brother Bryson was getting me set up with Trent to do this interview and he sent me your number <laughs> and I'm, I, I got my phone. I'm all excited. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. So I type out this long text message saying like, Hey Trent, Hey, heard you might want to come on the podcast and tell me about your dogman encounter. It sounds, sounds terrifying. I can't wait to listen to it. Send it. And you don't respond for a couple of hours. And Bryson reaches out and he's like, has he not responded? And I was like, no. And he goes, oh, and he realized he sent me the wrong number. <laughs> so I just sent some random guy a text asking him to come on my podcast and talk about a dogman encounter. Did he have a story? <laughs> <laughs> I know. He didn't respond. He didn't. I thought that same thing. Like, it ha if he did have a dogman encounter and he gets a random text, he's gonna be like, "How do they know?" Yeah, I've never told anybody this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so sorry, stranger, if you are listening to the podcast, I apologize for that. That was my mistake. But okay, so did that this encounter? Did it kind of start you on a road of? I know that you've kind of looked into some of this stuff now, like you've kind of dabbled in the alien experiences and stuff like that. I hear uh, Bryson talking about how you and him kind of like keep in touch with some of the weird podcasts and alien experiences and stuff. Well, was the, it because the, of this? The, the, no, no okay. not at all. Uh, 
I mean, I totally didn't believe any of this kind of stuff. And all but forgot about that story. But uh, Bryson, he, I can't even remember how it got started, but whenever the David Fravor story came out, the Tic Tac and all that. Yes, yeah. That flipped me. So, I mean, I've been on and on about that. And I guess that led to me finally telling him my story about the thing I saw. But. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah. And the, the whole, this, this UFO disclosure, I guess they call them UAPs now. It's just crazy that that's not bigger news. I mean, it's, it's okay, big, but it's like, you would think some of the stuff that they released would like kind of shut down cities and stuff you'd be like what i don't want to go to work today there's actual ufos that are intercepting you know I jets to 100 and people taking a day at work and it doesn't come up yeah with anyone it's like the weirdest Bryce thing is the only person i text this kind of stuff because you really? just don't get a response from anybody because it's like <laughs> they don't care it's weird yeah it, it makes me feel like maybe they're wrong all along and disclosure doesn't need to be a big deal because we'll all shrug it off and be like, okay, well, no one cares. I still got to go to work, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, the, the day that they come out and they, and there's an alien on stage with the president, I am no longer ever going to do a nine to five again. <laughs> one that's one done coworker of mine, uh, we, we would talk all the time. We spend a lot of time together. So these things would come up and yeah. he was like, I don't care. He's like, <laughs> is it going to change my life? I'm like, oh, I guess not. Yeah. But isn't it interesting? He's like, yeah. <laughs> but he just didn't care. He just does not care. <laughs> he wants to talk about the stock exchange or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's odd. Well, now that I know that you're into that stuff, you'll probably be getting some texts from me <laughs> as well. So now you'll have me and Bryson to go back and forth with on that. Oh, yeah. Every, every new video I find, I'm like, oh. Bryce needs to see this. Okay, so so back to the story really fast. I want to I want to kind of nail this down. You said that you all three had a little bit different. You remembered the way it looked a little bit differently. Yeah. Which which would be honestly, if there was a a lion outside your window, I mean, you would all three remember it a little bit differently. Like somebody might focus on the tail or whatever. All right. So even if it was just a physical creature, uh, taking away all of the spiritual side of it you would all probably remember something differently. And your mom said that she doesn't remember the big ears. Like you, I guess you said I, I, they were taller. I know whenever we've talked about it this past Christmas, her description seemed a little different than mine. And I am i can't remember exactly what she said, but I, I know it was slightly different than mine. Overall, it was the same thing. But, yeah. You know, it's like, was it a blue car? Or was it a red car? Right. Oh, there was a car. Yeah. There was a car there, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and did you do you remember the color? I know you said it was uh, silhouetted, right? So yeah, I mean, just I dark. would say black, but it was yeah. a shadow. So, and it's just so odd that this thing is just on the fence outside you. It, it seems like it was trying to get your attention in a way, like it wanted you all to notice it. My mom talks about how it it seemed like it really didn't like the dogs. I don't know oh, what so that means. It was after the dog. So the dogs were responding to it. Oh, I yeah. guess that's the what woke her up. Saw it. The dogs were going berserk. So that that's crazy because that's that goes back to where these things, they, they do have a corporeal or physical side to them because it goes back to where people will see them on the side of the road eating roadkill even. So 
there's something very physical about them, but there was also something very strange about them. Just like the way that you described not freaking out the way that you guys just went back to bed and didn't really think much about it. That's my wife has woke me up in the middle of the night with a storm swearing that she heard somebody in the backyard. She said, I could hear their boots sloshing (laughs) and I'm out there in my underwear. (laughs) you're a good husband (laughs) and then you know she she dreamed it or whatever but yeah she saw a monster and went to sleep (laughs) went back to sleep (laughs) the weirdest thing because if there was a squirrel that tapped on your window you would remember that you'd be like oh there's a squirrel you guys remember that squirrel you talk about it the next (laughs) day if your mom said hey that squirrel tapped on my window you'd be like oh that's crazy you'd have it and but even then, your your response to a squirrel, I feel like, would have been greater than your all three of your responses to a werewolf standing outside the window. And do you remember any kind of eye shine or anything with it? No, I don't. I've heard that. I think I've heard you talk about that. But yeah. I don't remember anything like that. And I don't want to pry too much, but was there any kind of, uh, I don't know how to phrase this. There was nothing like, as far as the, None of y'all were fighting with each other or anything like that. Nothing negative in the house at the time, right? No, we're having a great time. I mean, I think we went to like Universal Studios that day. You know, we were just coming home that night and going to bed. That's so crazy. See, this this is the exact way that I would like to have a dogman encounter with bars (laughs) on the outside of the window where it's not that bad. You, You have like whatever it is that's kind of sedating you, making you not freak out. I'll take that. Yeah. I'd rather have that. Yeah. What a, what a strange encounter. And it, it, it is, it is unique and it's cool that you're sharing it here first. Uh, thank you for doing that by the way. Yeah. I, I really appreciate it. And so have you, is this the only kind of supernatural, I guess you could call it thing that's ever happened to you? To me. Yeah. What about your wife? Well, this oh. is where it gets really weird. <laughs> and this is all secondhand information. So I don't know anything other than what. Let's get into it. Do you think she'll care? Me. I don't think so. We'll see how it goes. Let's get into it. Let's so do it. Same house. Okay. Uh, this is before I met her. When she lived in LA, she would babysit sometimes in that house. And then uh, she said one night she's sleeping. I don't think it was the same room, but she was sleeping in one of the bedrooms and something, she said, grabbed her by the ankles and drug her out of the bed to the door of the bedroom. And when she looked, the door was closed and there's no one in there. (laughs) Right. I don't know. Now she's known this werewolf story because she was there 27 years. I just heard this story for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to make that. <laughs> it, it is. And, and it's like you said, it, it, I mean, these kind of experiences are kind of personal in a way they're, they're hard to, you have to really trust the person when you're yeah. coming out with it a lot of times. Cause you sound crazy. You sound, yeah, you sound crazy. And it's also with me personally, I just, I can't articulate like with my experiences, every time I try to tell what happened to me. It's just, there aren't words really Mm -hmm. to kind of convey what I'm trying to 
the, the picture I'm trying to paint, basically. I mean, there, there may be for somebody else that's more intelligent than me, but I'm a dummy. So I'm left with, <laughs> there was a shadow person in my room and it scared me really bad. Yeah. And that doesn't do it. You know, that right. doesn't, that, that's just not good enough. But so you said something drug her out of bed. Did she, she didn't see what was dragging her. So she never saw anything. But she felt hands grab her ankle and pull yeah. her out of the bed. Right. As she's struggling to stay in the bed. That. And she said, I mean, she, it drug her straight to the door and, but the door was closed, so that's where it stopped. And nothing's in the room. What in the world? What in the world? I yeah. So maybe that's what her aunt was talking about when she said, oh, yeah. Weird yeah. shit happens here. Weird, yeah. <laughs> she may have been drug out of the bed a few times. That's, Who, knows? Who knows? After that happens a couple of times and somebody says they saw a werewolf outside your window, you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Man, that's odd. So, so uh, they wouldn't want to come on the show, right? I <laughs> asked her joking. if she wanted to come with me today, and she's like, nope. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would have been great, though, hearing that firsthand. But <laughs> I, I completely understand. And also, I'll take this moment uh, for all the listeners out there. If you do want to share your story just to get it off your chest, feel free to email it to me. I'll respond. And it, it, it helps to kind of, it's a little cathartic just to get it out there. And especially if you've never shared this with anybody and you're, and it's something that was a more traumatizing experience than even the ones that we're talking about now. Uh, yeah, feel free. Even if you don't want to be on the show, I'll respond. Um, just send me, yeah, send me the story. But Trent, thank you so much for being on the show. Man, this is awesome. Pleasure. Thanks. Yeah. I had a blast. I, I'm, I do apologize again for the whole setup here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that this audio sounds better when we listen to it back later. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a blast. That was great. I had a good time. And thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. And if you did enjoy it, if you could please take a moment of your time and either leave us a positive review or even a five-star review, uh, if that is available on the podcast platform that you're listening to this on, it really does help to incentivize the algorithm to push our podcast out to more eyeballs. So any review is greatly, greatly appreciated. Also, if you want to be on the show, feel free to reach out to me at firelightvibes at gmail.com. Also, also, like I mentioned before, we are starting a YouTube channel where I'll be narrating some short stories that I find interesting. So if you would like me to share your story, but you don't necessarily want to be on the show, send it my way and I can narrate it on the YouTube channel. Or if you'd like, if you just need somebody to get this out there, you want somebody else to hear your story, but you don't necessarily want it to be on a show of any kind, feel free to still send me an email. Like I said, in the show, I'll respond. And I know how good it can feel to just to just share the story with somebody and kind of release that out there and get it off your chest. It's very cathartic in many ways. And it really helped me. I'm very glad I came forward with all this stuff. So if you enjoyed the show, please leave a review. Check us out on YouTube. And thanks again for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. I've been your host, Sean Phillips, and you have been listening to Firelight Vibes. <laughs>